The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. Great to have you in on Monday. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Willie J is in. We are sending love and thoughts to uh, Elijah today. We uh, have a lot of things to discuss. Nebraska football and what happened Saturday. Open phones. A lot of the show today. So get in. Get your thoughts in. Can vent before you uh, get into that turkey coma. Numbers to dial up is 466-377-7600-825-5865. Email chris at hailvarsity.com. Already got uh, a slew of emails to get into from the weekend. And find us on Twitter at Willie J on Twitter for Will Wilson at Schmidt underscore radio is where you can find me. Blackshirt Husker NFLer Jay Moore will possibly lose it in about 20 minutes. Uh, that is not much of a tribute Saturday to the Blackshirts with the way the defense played 41 23 as an 18 point favorite. You get just thrashed and demolished by Lovey in Illinois. But uh, we'll see what Black Friday brings. I I am not here today nor this week to sell hope at all because I I don't know, and I don't think a lot of us know just what this football team's about. Uh, You've seen some good, you've seen a lot of bad, and there's too much ugly to pass around. So with Nebraska football, we'll get some thoughts from Jay Moore. Charlie McBride has told me not to swear today, so I will not. Coach McBride is in one hour, a Monday with Charlie, Mr. Blackshirt himself, and we'll talk with Greg Smith, get his take on things, and just where is the recruiting class at for for 2021. Uh, There's some interesting chatter on Twitter by some of Nebraska's commits, They were shocked and awed by what they saw. Time permitting, we'll hear from Scott Frost, some Wandale Robinson, Cade Warner, and uh, JoJo Doman. We're at the press conference today. So let's dive into Saturday. I know you just had your hands, your head in your hands from watching that. And there is no excuse, no explanation I mean, there, yeah, I guess or there is a what and there's a why we'll tackle. But you just, you were hoping your football team and your football program was over this and mature enough to, to handle themselves and handle success, honestly. You beat Penn State, you hang on against Penn State. Everyone's cheering and jumping up and down, and that was, that was a, a good first half and a good win to hang on. You thought it'd build some character. You thought it'd build... That, that taste 
uh, that hits your lips. It's so good, Will Ferrell. Uh, you get a win, and then you just start stacking it. You get on a on a run. You put some positive momentum instead of starting out 0-6 or losing a 20-point lead in Boulder. This game Saturday is a thousand percent on the coaches. Kids need to execute. Kids need to take care of the football. Guys need to block and tackle. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, they got they players got to go do their job and execute. But it's an old sign that hangs in Mike Leach's office. You're either coaching it or allowing it to happen. What the hell went on last week in practice? Frost said after the game Saturday didn't see it coming. Players are like, you know, there wasn't a, wasn't a, as much juice during the week of practice. And and then even today, it was kind of doubled down on with Wondell Robinson and, and Cade Warner touching on just how guys weren't running their routes as hard as maybe they were in weeks past. So we, we've got to talk about the head coach and we've got to talk about their staff. And you just can't allow that to happen. All I hear is how young this team is. And I do believe that there is talent and youth on this football team. And at some point, they're they're not freshmen anymore. All right, you're you're in in such a BS COVID season. You're now either able to contribute, or you're not confident, or you don't know your playbook, or whatever the case. You're either in or you're out. Kind of comes down to your prep, and it kind of comes down to your 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 mindset. But as a head coach, as a position coach, as a coordinator. You guys got to make sure your kids are locked in, and you've got to lock them in if they're going to be normal 18 to 22-year-olds and maybe feel a little too good about themselves. That didn't happen last week if guys aren't, aren't as juiced up. And, oh, it's just Illinois. Hell, he just got done playing Ohio State, just got done messing with Penn State, just... Almost beat the West Division leader, Northwestern. It's it's just Illinois, and I guarantee you that's how they practiced last week. And you thought you were above it, and you thought you were beyond it. And no to both. And guess what? It bit you in the backside, and you got housed at home. I was waiting for my dad and, and cousin Dino's cardboard cutouts to get off their ass and walk out. I was thinking about rescuing them. Would have done them a favor, Chris. I, I I would have done them a favor. That was horrific. That is, and I hate hyperbole, and I'm great at it. Okay, it's a sin of mine. But that is that is the worst half of football I have seen since the uh, the necessary evil of Oklahoma State rolling in. You know, when Gundy was still bottle feeding his mullet. And they dropped whatever the heck the first half, 35 nothing, 38 nothing, back in 2007. And then two days later, Steve Peterson got the axe. That was awful football. And this team is not good enough to just show and go. And they were allowed to practice that way that last week. Numbers to get in, 466-377-6800. 825-5865. So Brent emails in. He's a faithful listener up on News Talk 900, a proud affiliate of Hale Varsity Radio. Chris, I'm losing faith, man. I have never seen 
the Huskers looked so out of sorts or been so disappointed. We literally do not improve from week to week. I'm just sick to my stomach and don't know if I can keep this up. Talk me off the ledge, brother. I really respect your opinion and your view. Thanks so much. Brent, thanks for listening. And the only thing I can chalk this up to as in the old learning experience, and I don't know if this team will, will learn from it or not. They can play better Friday, and it may not matter because you're back to a losing streak. It is now two in a row, potentially. This happened to a really good football team at Nebraska in 1992. Nebraska had destroyed Colorado. Nebraska had annihilated Kansas, who was ranked in the top 10 in back-to-back night games. Then they roll into Iowa State, old Jimmy Walden, our dear friend, and that's the only time Coach Osborne lost to a sub-500 team ever. And Iowa State won 19-10. to Game was over in 15 minutes because they ran the damn fullback and in a seven-second 40-yard dash quarterback, Merv Seiler, I think. That might have been the fullback or the quarterback. I got to check with Babbers on it. But the point is, Nebraska thought they were something in 1992. And they were. They had Tommy Frazier, who made the jo- who's won the starting job at quarterback by Missouri by, you know, game six of the season. They lost to Washington out in Seattle, and that was a really good Washington team. Got beat by a couple scores, but didn't get completely embarrassed. And then they caught fire. They, they killed Colorado. They killed Kansas. Uh, they still beat Oklahoma. A, a 11-1 and or 10-2 and football team ended up 9-3 and because they forgot to practice like they normally practice for the Iowa State week, and they got stung. So back to the you're either coaching it or letting it happen, there needs to be some serious mirror time. And I know Scott Frost talked about mirror time uh, with his players. He needs it, and his assistants need it, and there needs to be (laughs) ask for help if this is beyond you. You have the job. You will continue to have the job, and I think that's okay. But if I'm a a defensive coordinator right now, listen – a week ago, you won the football game. There's been games where your, your, your black shirts have won games for this sputtering offense since it's been here. So this isn't knee-jerk, oh, let's whack everybody. I'm not that guy, nor will I be that guy. But there needs to be serious improvement, and it's your job as head coach, as coordinator, and as position coaches to be on people's backside to make them go. What, what did they do with practice? Oh, let's, let's ease up because you just beat Penn State? That's horrible. You've got to double down and be a psycho tyrant after you get a win. you got to make it that much tougher after a win. Because now they're amping up. Now it's, it's let's get physical for Iowa. You can't do that week to week. You can't. Because it, 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 feed, it feeds and it fuels the inconsistency. Where, all right, better better bone up because it's Ohio State. Oh, better better load up here, man, because here comes Iowa. Yeah, this isn't the NFL. No, I mean it's you can't. There are no weeks off, man, and and you have clearly a week of practice that felt like okay, don't have to go as hard because it's Illinois. Okay, so like next week we should be like lights out, right? Since we've had two weeks to prepare for Iowa. I don't know that that was the case, but sure. I mean you you can't. 
you can't just open the gate that way. Mm-hmm. And you're you're the adult in the room. You're the coach. You got to have some accountability. And as far as the quarterback situation goes, I think Luke's a fabulous athlete. He may prove me wrong, but I've seen enough. I have absolutely seen enough with with the the passing game under Luke McCaffrey. And it looked better against Northwestern. It looked completely horrific against Illinois, where people have been screaming all year, where's the downfield passing attack? Where's where's the wideouts? Nebraska is a mess. They'll play some young guys and then they'll disappear. Okay, I, I don't know. I do not know why. I don't know why all of the four-star running backs aren't able to go in and you watch football all day Saturday and you look at Indiana and you look at other teams, you look at Iowa State, and why are those programs able to put in young guys or have some depth where they don't skip a beat and there's a threat carrying the football for them? And it's not fair to just write off Scott. It's not. I think he'll be a good ball player. But something's wrong on the offensive line where they're not able to run the football. Okay, and and everyone in the world knows Wandale is going to get the football or he's going to be targeted. Same thing with Rondale Moore. He still had 16 freaking catches. Mm. They still got him the ball. No one was able to stop him. So Nebraska needs to take a step back and figure it out. And if you don't have the answer or you're doubting yourself or in, you're in over your head, there are people within this program that would love to hear from you to help out because they care about the football program and it's okay to ask for help. You are, you, you've made minimal to zero progress and you're staring down a murderous stretch. It is Iowa on Black Friday. And then you get Purdue, who's had your number. And then you get Mr. Fleck, who got a gift on Friday night. But the real problem is this with Nebraska football right now. Half of the state went out to hang their Christmas lights at halftime because they were done. And and people are. They're tired of watching this. They, they want to see a winner. They want to see success. And you got to roll with the punches on the rebuild side of things because I, I do believe that. I think there's a reality of country club mentality that got – infused in this program with the last hire and last AD. But as a head coach and as a coaching staff, you've got to double down and be tough on players and not let them just jack around at practice if that's indeed what happened, where they're not running full speed or you didn't bring your own juice. Maybe it's just a one-time lesson they'll take with them the rest of their life in their football life, and there's no more... Let's put our feet up. It's just Illinois-type mentalities or attitudes. Or it's it's stemming from the top where how seriously did you take Illinois as a head coach with your game plan? What did you tell your coaches to do? And there's too many grizzled old vets in the Big Ten that are just going to see this blood in the water and, and, and be a feeding frenzy on you and your program. And now you're still trying to figure things out at quarterback. I think the best move for Nebraska football moving forward is to go back to Adrian, use Luke in the Cordell Stewart slash role, 
Let him carry the football if Diedrich's dinged up. Let him run the football and keep your young guys in at wide receiver and let them play it out. That's You have Betts that's a freak athlete. Does he know everything? Probably not. Can he do a few things for you? Yeah, he's shown that. So get him the football. All right? And if your offensive line can't get a snap back, make a change. If your quarterback's turning the football over and not letting things develop as a passer because he's getting happy feet and there's minimal trust, then, then make a change. I can't tell you if Iowa is going to put Nebraska out like a cigarette by halftime on Black Friday or if it's going to be another thriller because Nebraska is going to decide to show up. But the bottom line is Nebraska had to think about showing up a little bit all last week getting ready for Illinois. And it's a program that took a hundred step ba- steps back because of that effort Saturday, and you're sick of it. We'll get to your calls coming up. Jay Moore's on the way with Hale Varsity. All-State, two-year starter, and rush in for the big run, and NFL vet. He's Dudeness or uh, Duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. It's Blackshirt, Jay Moore with Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. It's Hale Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Christian Willie Jay is in. We welcome in Blackshirt Husker NFLer Jay Moore. And we're going to let Jay Bird vent his podcast more to it. He and Corey McEwen, I think, went off uh, a lot. Good for them. You can catch Jay on Big Red Wrap-Up Tuesday nights at jmore44 on Twitter. Bird, where do you want to start? I think I got to ask yourself if Saturday was a simple case of guys feeling themselves a little bit too much. That's a term you've used before. Obviously, I think that's the case, but it's just funny because, I mean, these guys have won 10 football games in three years. I mean, good Lord. I, what are you feeling? You know, that's just, that's what's, what's comical to my, to my, to me is, uh, <laughs> I get it. You won, you won a football game. <laughs> good job. But act like you've been there before and go win another one. And they, they can't do that. And that's, that's the frustrating thing is <laughs> you, when you have a team that, doesn't know how to win they also don't know how to handle a win when they do get one and it showed it 100 percent showed on saturday against illinois that for some reason they beat you know a, a, a talented penn state team but you know what, what we've seen so far in this year and how crazy 2020 has been is penn state's not a good football team either right now um and i'm not sure why they were feeling themselves so much but it just speaks to a little, you know, immaturity in this team that they can't handle um, a win in a, in a game that if they were really good, they should have. It shouldn't have been a, a contest. A contest coming down to the last, you know, play of you know a fourth down play uh, late in the game. They should be able to put them away in the second half. But it's, it's just again, I'm still obviously <laughs> rather frustrated with everything because I just. <laughs> When you when you put that product on the field, man, it, it it shows that you don't you don't know how you don't know how to handle a win, you don't know how to practice week in and week out consistently, and you got beat by a not very good Illinois team, 
on on Saturday. And I'll give my hats off to Illinois. They they played well. They played fast. They played physical. They took advantage of all the mistakes that Nebraska made. But something's got to get corrected um, rather quickly here, and things have got to change because in year three, I was the next. We you know these are the games that we should win, and you shouldn't you shouldn't be we shouldn't be having these discussions that Nebraska just got beat by. 18 points to Illinois at home. Mm. You Jay, know. Jay, a thought on on the, the, the timeline here. It is year three, and you're you're not going to be Bama in year three with Nebraska. That was a, a pipe no. dream. But to, to, the, to your point, and that's what I've just laid out the last 15 minutes was practicing. How do you let that happen as a staff and as a head coach? Because – you can see it if guys are not full, going full throttle. I mean, as much hell as Kevin Cosgrove still catches today, I'm sure he was on you or Coach Blake was on you or Solich. Pick somebody that you played for. They didn't let it, they didn't let it drift into Tuesday, let alone stand for it very long on Monday. Am I wrong? No, you're, you're, you're right. And when we practiced poorly or things got off, to a poor start, we would start practice over, and you'd start back from square one. You'd go through individual, you go, you'd everything. It would start over, and just you know, and you'd just say, if we can't do things right, we're doing this over again until we're going to tell you guys get it right and practice the way you need to need to get done. And we weren't, you know, world beaters either. Like we had to practice well. We couldn't afford to, you know take a, a day off and that's just what football is football is you can't have a bad day a bad week of practice you can't or a bad day of practice in the middle of the game week it's it's always going to show up it's just it just is it's just one of those sports where you have to practice clean and precise and practice how you're going to play monday through thursday or monday through friday otherwise if you practice poorly it shows up in the game it always does it's rare that you can somehow practice poorly and somehow show up on Saturdays and it's you get it right. I just it rarely happens. It just it's just the way the game goes. And I don't know how you let this happen. I I don't. It shows it's a little lack of leadership from top to bottom um, that you'd let that happen. I think you as a coach, you probably looked at Illinois film and, and probably said, you know what, these guys aren't very good either and you're you're uh, focus probably dropped off a little bit and and maybe you're enjoying a win too a little too much and you overlook some things and but it just can't happen you're not we're not you you're not good enough we're not good enough to, to have those the lack of days to call and just think we can throw our helmets out there and and beat teams in the big 10 you can't it's, it's been evident and and since we've been the big 10 you got to respect every opponent week in and week out and, you know, it's the frustrating thing. We, we fired coaches who, who won nine games here. And, you know, now, you know, and you've – because they can't beat – they can't beat, you know, the, the, the big – they can't win the big game. You know, they, they, you, get, you get rid of guys that can't beat Wisconsin, you know, Ohio State. Now we're to a point where we can't even beat the teams we're supposed to beat. And that's what's, that's what's frustrating. And they got to uh, – I'm not saying any coaching changes need to be made. That's, that's far from it. But it's just where we're at. Um, in, in 2020, and it's, it's, it's getting, obviously, really frustrating. Jay, what happens? Is it purely practice to, to, to game day Saturday with 
Illinois cranking out 7.9 per play in the first half, where you get two backs that go for 100, 100 yards. You got Peters, who, I mean, let's be straight, man. We all laugh at. And the guy looked like freaking Joe Montana. Uh, and, I mean, what do you... What did you take away from the defense, I guess, is, is where I, I'm going on Saturday? The defense, the defense looked tired. They looked like they played 91 plays against Penn State the week before. The team, the defense looks like they are getting no help from the offense, which is true. And, you know, I expect the defense to be more on par with what we kind of saw on, on Saturday. They're going to have some struggles. Okay. Um, they're not going to be, you know, just because you have some younger guys, I just, like, this wasn't a complete shock to me, but I thought the offense would be able to help them out and bail them out and score and produce and put up points, and that's been far from it. So, listen, you're going to have some days when your defense is, is, is going to struggle. I know it, it's, it is frustrating because Illinois hadn't you know, put, done much offensively all year, but you, you give them a short field, you give them the ball inside the 10 after one play, and you get them points earlier down seven nothing, and they steal possession, and they, you give them all the confidence now. And the defense is kind of put behind the eight ball, and then they do get stops, and then you know you have a complete brain fart on on the punt team, on the punt block team. They get a you know they get the fake punt on you, and you just come out and you get a stop. It's it, it's hard. It's it's really hard. You got to get some help. This defense needs to get some help. You know they've they've played. They played really well the last couple of weeks, and they did. They they obviously played well enough to win the game against Penn State, and played well enough to win at Northwestern. But this offense hasn't hasn't picked up and hasn't helped. And now, you know, it's just they look tired. They just they flat out look tired, and they just couldn't. They they do get stops, and then you get the fake punt. Offense doesn't mm-hmm. get things going, and it's just you're just like, oh my gosh, here we go again. And I've been there. I've been on defenses like that. It's it's hard. It is really hard, and you have to be mature enough to go out there and just keep doing your thing, not really worry about it. I mean, good defenses don't worry. They don't give a damn about what the offense is doing. You just go out and play. But they look tired. They look really, really tired. Jay, as we wrap up, what is the prescription at quarterback in offense overall? Got about three and a half minutes, a little less than. But, I mean, it's all a domino here. Offensive line's not been good. You don't have a running game you can settle uh, settle in on. You're playing quarterback, merry-go-round. Both are turning the football over, and your wideouts are inconsistent. I mean, it's 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 brutal, uh, and it shouldn't be, but it is. So what stabilizes things for Friday, if at all? You know, I discussed this with Corey on our podcast, and we you know, ran that. We recorded last night, and we go, when does this offense look the best? I think the McCaffrey experiment needs to be done. Okay, so I think same. He put him back he, at slash. Correct. So when does his offense look the best? Ohio State, right? First mm-hmm. drive against Ohio State, and who was on the field with Adrian Luke? So now you you get Adrian Luke, Wandell, you get Xavier Betts, you get Alante Brown, you get Marcus Fleming, whoever else that wide receiver may be, you get Austin Allen. Uh, Volkolek, Stoll, whoever you get, you get that mix back in there. And you know what? I didn't. That was exotic. That was something different we hadn't seen. And I thought that you wouldn't have to see that again because I thought you'd get back to more your traditional. What we've seen a one quarterback type system and more traditional, but it worked and it was exotic. And you know what? It's 
you got to try to get something going and get it resurrected. And I think you get back, you get, listen, Luke is a hell of an athlete. He's a hell of a talent, but he's not the answer for this offense right now because he can't complete anything over 10 yards. And that's just, that's just what it is. That's just called a spade a spade. And Adrian's at least has the ability and has shown that he can do it. Now, has, has he been inconsistent? Sure. But I, Adrian gives his offense the best, best recipe to get, get going and get this thing cooking. Now you just get Luke involved because he's, he's a tough SOB. Mm-hmm. He's a really good runner. And get him involved in the offense, get the ball in his hands some. And you get Wondell some touches still. And you get this thing going. And you just get your best, you get your best players. You get your best 11 on the field on offense, and you try to make this thing work because it has it has been a grind. It has been just – it hasn't worked. It just hasn't – it has not worked, honestly, since that, you know, first drive, you know, that we saw Ohio State and maybe a couple of drives here or there. But uh, the Caffrey experience is, is over. And I think, you know, is he going to be a good quarterback in Nebraska? Maybe. I You know, he I can't – you know, you have to be able to throw the ball downfield, and I haven't seen that yet. But I think just try to get him on the field one way or the other, get Adrian going, and just do try to get this offense. You've got to do something. I think just getting those both those guys on the field at the same time with Wondell is is, is worth a shot because it can't get any worse. Jay Moore, Blackshirt Husker NFL, or download his podcast. Heard at Media is where you find it. The HaleVarsity.com network tab, and uh, more to it is Jay Bird's podcast. Watch him on. Big Red wrap-up Tuesday night. I'm sure there's some film breakdown that take a hard shot of wild turkey before you watch it because it may not be pretty. And follow Jay on Twitter at jmore 44 Bird, uh, blessings to you and your family. Have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll talk Friday morning, Black Friday. Thanks for the time, dude. Yeah, we got uh, happy Thanksgiving as well, and uh, we'll talk to you Friday. All right, buddy. There he is. Jay Moore with us. Blackshirt Husker NFL open phones for you till 5. Charlie McBride's on the way. And some thoughts from Scott Frost. Uh, today's presser, Hale Varsity continues. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. Hale Varsity with you on a Monday presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Willie J. 25 minutes away from uh, Blackshirt McBride. Charlie McBride on Monday with Charlie. Open phones till then. 466-377-6800-825-5865. Reminder to buckle up. Nearly 70% of people in fatal crashes in Nebraska are not wearing their their safety belt. If used properly, a seatbelt can reduce the risk of fatal injury by up to 60%. Your best defense in any crash, buckling up. Brought to you by the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. So, more thoughts on Nebraska, Illinois. And I got to ask this question, and I mean it as not a nuclear button or panic button, but I'm, I'm curious to know where you're at as a Nebraska fan. Was, was Saturday it for you for the year? I mean, some of you were ticked off after Northwestern and swore off Nebraska football. We're a little early for Lent, but some of you may have gone there and you're, and you're giving up Husker football just as a as a necessary mental and physical health thing. But I'm curious, was, was Saturday it for you? Can't be in the stands. 
and your emotional investment as a fan base has been tested a lot over the decades. And you keep coming back because you love the football team and that's what you grew up with. And it's a part of you. And Nebraska fans right now are, are angry. The head coach isn't happy. But it's on him. And I just, I hear a, a ton about accountability in this program, but I need to start seeing it. Period. And you, you I, I believe you when you tell me that you have good players. But your job's not to screw them up. And case in point, Jim texts in. Email Chris at HaleVarsity.com. He's raising the question whether or not the Cam Jurgens experiment needs to be over. Because you put a bunch of weight on Cam. And I, dude, I've never had turf toe, Ever. And I've not had, I mean, I can, I can get up to 290 real quick. I, I sure might try by, by Friday with the amount of red meat I'm going to eat and turkey and alcohol. But the point is, is he's like put on air quote, good weight to move from a tight end to be an uber ultra athletic center. And you, you saw him kind of find his groove towards the end of last season. You saw him really do work against Ohio State when he was healthy. But it, he's, he's not been healthy. He's out of history. And this isn't on Jerkins. Yes, he needs to snap it back, clearly. But he's, he's you know, step one of, of the process. I mean, with McCaffrey, he would, he would be back there to throw, and guys would be open, and he wouldn't see him. And it kind of comes down to trust where are the wideouts where they're going to be? What's the chemistry like between quarterback and wide receiver? Or am I just do I am I just going to tuck and run it because I know I can get yards that way and in in situations like you're running the two minute drill or it's time to go 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 you're you're down from start to finish he just was not effective and he made a bad situation worse a lot of times bad snap pick it up let's throw it let's try and make something happen intercepted. And the other thing, and this, again, back to the head coach. Everyone's watching you. It's part of the financial compensation. And that is your team watching you. So when you slouch or there's some sort of demonstrative body movement, and you're human, I get it. And that was horrific that that non-review oops there's no camera angle angle that the play stands that was garbage and you got screwed but you kind of need to be used to it in this league based on how you've felt and and that is i think oozing out of of this head coach well, Big Ten's got it in for us. Well, Big Ten's got it in for us. And yes, you fought to play football, and Illinois' Twitter handle thanked you for it before they deleted it, which was quite hilarious. But you got to, again, be the adult in the room, and you can be sure as heck pissed about the call, but it should not derail. And to be fair, Nebraska came back and scored. But again, 
bad holding call, bad spot on Illinois. I mean, there's a lot of things that went bad against you in the first half. You're supposed to be up on these guys. They're not supposed to be getting 7.9 a carry with two running backs. DeBebe is, it shouldn't posterize your senior corner who had no clue where the ball is. I mean, there's just a thousand things that went wrong here on Saturday. And as a Nebraska fan, are you over it? Let me know when next year gets here. Or are you going to tune in on Friday? Because it is Nebraska, because it is Iowa, because you think there could be a close ball game. History suggests the biggest problem you have, we'll get to Pete here in a minute, is that your head coach and staff allowed this team not to go full bore or get medieval because it was just Illinois. You're getting medieval this week where you're beating the hell out of one another, just like you did for... Ohio State, just like you would have for Wisconsin. The old nameless, faceless opponent needs to be a reality. Let's go to the phones. Pete, thanks for calling. Welcome into Hale Varsity. How you doing? I'm all right. What do you know? Well, I got a question for you. Other than the draw or run play, what other play do we have on offense that, that we can kind of hang our hat on? They don't have one. The bubble screen has been shelved, allegedly. And it is the quarterback draw. That is it. There is no downhill run game. Diedrich's been dinged up. I have nothing for you other than that's it. And it's still somewhat successful, but that's all you got. We cannot get more than one. It's not really a play. We, we, we have nothing on offense we can hang our hat on after two and a half years. That in itself, just saying that in itself – Pete, you cut out. That makes mistakes consistently like this, and you allow it, and you put them back on the field. That goes back to coaching. And I think the coaches got to get better. They have to do their job before the kids can get better. Nope, it starts at the top with coaching. This is 1,000% on the coaches with some of the effort mixed in, but you're either coaching it or allowing it to happen. Pete, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate you tuning in. 466-377-6800-825-5865. Saturday, was that the last straw for you? Are you done? Or are you still going to check out Black Friday against Iowa? Were you one of the Husker fans that started hanging Christmas lights? And if you are, it's all right. I mean, I'm not a big Christmas light guy because I'm kind of lazy. But if you're on the line, stay there. All right, we'll get to you. We'll squeeze you in. Charlie McBride's coming up. And uh, we'll knock this out. I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch with uh, Mom. I'm going to watch with Uncle Mark. And I don't have post game, so we'll see how much Jack Daniels is left. Get to your calls. Hang on through the break. Be with you in a moment. Tail Varsity. And uh, we're presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Back. Fellas, you think we could listen to the radio? On Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome! Twitter is pretty much undefeated. You got a liquor store in town that's tweeting out a question Would you go sober for a year if it meant Nebraska could win a conference title? And your response Don't worry, it isn't going to happen. 
So, no, I am not willing to put that level of commitment out there. Great to be back with you. Tail Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Willie J is in today. Numbers to dial up 466-377-86800-825-5865. But serious question. Willie J, you're a, you're a student and you're a sports fan. And, you know, I, you're not done. You're going to be tuning in and checking out the team. And I asked that question last segment. Are you done as a Nebraska fan for the year? Was Saturday it, the final insult? And the reason I throw that out there is because you've, you've heard it before. And I've heard it before. I heard it after Wisconsin put up 70. I heard it after Leach put up 70. I heard it after Nebraska lost to, to Iowa State with thousands of fumbles as a as a big favorite. I mean, this is no nothing new. Nebraska losing a game as right. a favorite, as a big favorite. They were a big favorite over Northwestern back in 2011 where Nebraska thought they were something and then got knocked off. I mean, you have Clemson has had these humbling type. I mean, they lost to Boston, excuse me, they lost to Syracuse like two or three years ago on the road on a Friday night. It was still it ended up being a 12 and 1 Clemson team that went to the college football playoff. But the point of it is, it's who you're losing to and where you're at as a program. And I, I'm anxious to see if this is that come to Jesus that now you finally get it, a necessary evil, tough lesson for the head coach and his team, or if it's just going to be more of the same, where it is what it is with with his leadership style as a head coach, his level of accountability towards his team as a head coach, and his management style. And and I don't know how things can keep happening where the fake punt was horrendous and funny at the same time. <laughs> but you were short a dude and and people didn't do their job to watch physically watch the ball get kicked okay and and ray finkel ran for 13 got got the first down and that was your nail in the coffin for any hope of a comeback so again your hands need to be on everything as a head coach shouldn't go or need to be said anymore, but it was reinforced that it's still not. And guys that came with him from Central Florida, he's awful loyal to you. And that's awesome because loyalty's loyalty's not worth as much as it used to be. You need to do a better job as as coordinators. As position coaches, I mean, no, he's the the the, the final decision, and he's going to get beat up for this loss. And it's hard for him to sell hope to you, the Nebraska fan, with a performance like this, because you're you're waiting for him to wave his magic wand. And this is one of those games and losses where it it, it zaps your patience. 
Charlie McBride's next. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back to it at Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Will Wilson is in. And uh, we'll get to more of your calls and thoughts and emails on Saturday against the Fighting Illini, not the Fighting Huskers. Greg Smith will be with us to hit some recruiting thoughts also this hour. You can email chris at hailvarsity.com. Welcome in, Mr. Blackshirt. Monday's with Charlie, Coach Charlie McBride. Now, Coach, before we get into Illinois, what type of birthday cake did you have last week? <laughs> well, I, I got up and I was on the wrong day to start with. I thought it was the next day. And yeah. So, <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't, we didn't have a birthday cake. We just uh, just hung out like it was a normal day. Well, happy belated we we, birthday. Well, thank you. I was, we don't want to. We don't want to get carried away with birthdays anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. I gotta. I gotta ask you. You watched Saturday. I won't. I won't ask if you said some naughty things or broke anything. I'll just ask you what you saw and why it happened. Well, I saw the same old, same old. Is what I saw. You know, which uh, kind of discourages me. You know, it seems like after a couple of years, it. Things that would kind of level off a little bit, and the sad, the sad thing is, is one of the sad things is the first penalty. You know that we had was a senior captain, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it, it, it. Those are the things that really I, 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 I don't get. You know, and sometimes you know you wonder the guys that are captains or the guys that are guys got to really be disciplined and focused and know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's nothing against him at all he's a good football player but you know you can't you can't uh, just take everything for granted and I think a lot of times you know when you get into games like this you know some people think that uh you know well we beat them last year or something like that or they're not as good as team and we played good against Northwestern but didn't win mm-hmm. and that that if you got that attitude then then you're in trouble uh, there's no hits hands or butts about it coach I'm, I'm interested with how it just doesn't sound like it was a good week of practice I, I was not there you weren't there but just from listening to the players uh last you know after last Saturday's game and even this morning it just doesn't sound like that it was it was full bore or for full go or everyone was locked in I mean that's that's something as a coach you've got to Got to be on top of, isn't it? Yeah, I think that that that's the, as a coach, that's one thing. I think as, though, as a, as the captain of the team, all the captains ought to get together and they ought to, you know, get with the team and and really, if things won't won't go, that shouldn't even be coaches. Maybe shouldn't even get involved. It, it ought to be them. They're the mm-hmm. ones that got to do it, and they're the ones that have to play. Coaches can coach. And do all those things, but they can't. They can't play. And uh, if you if you have that attitude, it rubs off on the younger ones, and when it rubs off on them, 
then they, they get this attitude and it stays with them and they keep going downhill and downhill and downhill and they don't turn into the kind of team they can be. I know I just from experience, uh, I know that I was in a situation where we lost our coach. He got fired in our freshman year, but we all got together as a class mm-hmm. and just said, this is what we're going to do as a class. And, and, we we just pushed each other and worked. And the thing is, is what we did is I I remember my own thought about about it is when you play a team that you know you're pretty sure you can beat if you if you really play well, is is that number one you don't take them for granted, and number two is what I did as a coach I worked them harder in those those weeks than they were when we were playing a really a tough team. You know, a team that was really, you know, they they'd be ready for that. But if they're not ready for it, I just worked their tails off so that they knew that, you know, as a coach, I'm not taking them for granted. Yeah. And I don't want them to either. And so, you know, but <clears throat> you know, you can't. That's that's just an individual coaching thing. That's uh, you know, everybody has to be his own guy. You can't be somebody you're not. And in coaching business, you got to coach them. If you're a holler guy, you holler. If you're not, you know, you don't. And I've worked with both of them. I mean, you go from Frank Cush, who I worked with at first, who was completely opposite of Tom mm-hmm. in some ways, uh, you know, not as a not as a person, but as a, as a football coach on the field, he was mm-hmm. completely different. I was completely different probably than Tom is as far as on the field coaching. But I think it's a, it's, it's a matter of time, too. It's uh, I know I didn't feel like we were getting enough fundamental work when I went to Nebraska, and I I just told them, I, if, if we're going to just do it this way, I don't think I can work here. <laughs> you know, I mean, and so I got more time. And what we were doing is kind of going off of what the offense was doing instead of our own practice schedule. You know, you can use the same time frame, but instead of doing – you know, switching every period to everything you want, you could, to what the offense is doing, kind of fit your stuff in, you know, you can work it out. And, and so if those things happen, then you need you need to get teaching time. That's, that's, that's important, and then especially for young kids. And you can't, you can't let some of them sit back there and laugh and giggle. You've got to get them down and, you know, teach them to the guys down the line. You have to find, a, you know, a little bit of time to, to – you know, service them too. So, coach, want to jump in? Want to jump in on on Nebraska's defense specifically, and just what Illinois was able to do? Is that remnants of a bad week of practice, or maybe not being overly yeah. physical? Because Nebraska's talking about amping up and getting physical for Iowa. Well, it kind of should be that way every week, shouldn't it? Yeah. Well, I tell you what. If you want to, if you want to see something. You just go back, if any of those guys get a chance to look at the Ohio State game last week and put took the both both lines mm-hmm. and watch them when they come off the ball. I mean, the number one thing is if you're a defensive player and or an offensive player, you've got a neutral zone. And if you can't take away 50% of the neutral zone on the snap, you're going to lose. So if you're going to stand there and be a catcher, you know, and stand up, and you're going to lose every time. And if you can't separate, you can't. You don't have the strength to separate or be able to get off of blocks and get, you know, making tackles and get away from people and know how to escape. 
you know, there's three, four, five ways to escape, and a lot of it depends on your size. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is you have to you have to know what know these things, and you can't get turned. You got to keep your shoulders square. You can't start turning around and you know doing things that you know you just impossible for you to make a tackle. It's in the in the gap next to you, say for example. Sure. You know, a lot of guys that are, if you go back and look at all the great players that we had, the All-Americans, they might be gap responsible for something, but they can separate. And if a guy goes in the other gap, they're going to get on him. They're going to make the tackle. It may not, it won't be at the line of scrimmage. It might be a yard down the field or two yards, but he's going to be there. And there, the other thing I noticed is that I didn't see the kind of people around the football Right. One time there was there was nobody. There was one poor guy out there, and nobody showed up. And there should be nine guys, you know, on top of that thing all, all the time. And if there's not, then you look at yourself. Don't don't don't, you know, don't wonder why I feel sorry for yourself because you lost. You lost yourself. You didn't. wasn't the coach. It wasn't anybody else. It was you. And uh, so, you know, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and. Decide what you're going to do with it, you know, and then you've got to get your, your your teammates to understand if you're a captain to understand what it's going to take in this league because you've got some tough games ahead of you, and you very well could end up at the bottom of the barrel, okay? And that's probably the lowest thing that's ever happened in Nebraska is at the end of the year be last in the Big Ten, and uh, you know if that's what you like then your chances of being any good in life probably are about, as, about the same. Mm-hmm. Charlie McBride's with us. Monday's with Charlie. It's Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, let's go to the offensive side of the ball. And we've talked a lot about identity, and it seems like Nebraska can run their quarterback, and that's about it. There's not a ton of chemistry, or someone's not seeing somebody open throwing the football, your lead back's been out and he's been dinged up, and what can you do offensively against Iowa? Do you think the talent's there on sure. offense to be better? Mm-hmm. No question. And there's no question. that, And, you know, and I think both those quarterbacks, I, you know, and even it was – I know it was the end of the game and everything that, you know, Martinez came in and he really did well, I mm-hmm. thought. I mean, he showed some poise. He showed some things that – that uh, you know, I think that that in in the first place, you know, you get a freshman in there playing, and he he's he's trying as hard as he can. He's pressuring. He's he's pressuring himself. He's yeah. not. You know, he's not. You got to be relaxed. You got to have some fun. You can't. You know, you've got to go out there, and both of those guys can play. Okay, I mean, there and win. And um, I think that the thing is is just. You know, and you got to understand, he he was trying so hard. I think that a lot of things went haywire, mm-hmm. and uh, he made some bad decisions. I mean, you know, uh, and and probably he's probably played in his mind probably played as bad as he's ever played mm-hmm. in, a, in a game. You know, in a contest, might have played bad in practice or something. But I'll bet you he you talk to him, he's probably played as bad as he could done some things that made some decisions he's never done before. So, you know, those are, that's good. I mean, you know, I mean, not that we lost or anything, but for him to see that, you know, hey, <laughs> this can happen. If you don't do this, this is what's going to mm-hmm. happen to you. 
and and it's it's a bad thing, especially it's even worse now. People weren't sitting in the stands, but they were watching on TV. It, that's one thing, but when they're sitting in the stands and you're doing it, it even feels worse. I bet, Coach. Let's talk Iowa. Let's talk Nebraska. What do you think can happen Friday? Can Nebraska turn it around and be competitive, or do you worry well, about this team's ability to bounce back? In 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 in, in uh, Iowa's mind, what do you think those players are thinking? They are ready to put them out like they're a cigarette. Throw my hat on the field and beat these guys, and and that that's that's the thing that happened last week to us. Yeah, you know what did. And and that's an example, and that can happen, and it could happen. Say half of the team is not; it's not going to happen to, but half of it it is going to happen to. Mm-hmm. You got a big chance to win. And the thing is, is you know people think that, that Nebraska right now isn't very good. You can prove to you that they are. You are very good. You know, and all this kind of stuff. Prove that you know that's the thing you want to do is prove to people. That you're you're not what a lot of people think you are, you know, and and it takes you know it takes some extra work. I know there's times I I'll bet you a hundred bucks to a donut there's not one player that sits in his dorm and says oh I got to go lift weights or I got to go to practice or I got you know what happens you just go and you go do it and you'll probably have the best practice you've ever had and you'll probably feel like you know. That way, I'm really glad. I feel great, mm. you know, that I came, and and that that's kind of the way things kind of operate. You know, you can talk yourself into a lot of bad stuff, and but you can talk yourself into a lot of good stuff. And not, I've always said this: the game ain't over till the fat lady sings. Okay, yeah, and I mean, I, I mean that. And you look at some of these games last night, and if you watch the Kansas City mm-hmm. Chiefs play, you watch some of these guys, you know, oh, the game's over, and everybody's clapping and on the other side of the field and laughing and giggling. I could tell you a story, but it takes a little too much time about a kid at a Super Bowl who wanted to go home because Pittsburgh, in a minute and 47 seconds, had a big touchdown scored against them, and the Cardinals went ahead. This is down in that Super Bowl. And I and I grabbed the kid by his shirt and I said, "Hey, where are you going?" He says, "Well, I'm they're they're done." I said, "Come here, <laughs> you know this is your team." Well, sure enough, last play of the game, there she goes, and the Cardinals ended up losing. Yeah. And so there's there's things that happen, and 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 you can never ever think you can't if you hustle harder. You know what's going to happen? You want to get over to the football, and you don't. You might have got that fumble, or you might, you know, you might have been able to throw a block on that interception, or you might have done something really big time. But if you don't, you're going to be a loser. Yeah, we'll see if things uh, get a little bit closer and better result Friday, Coach. Best to you and your yeah. family. You have a great Thanksgiving. How many people are coming over? I'm gonna nobody. Just, just Debbie and I. Just you two. All right. We're hiding. I get, you know, this stuff is, you know, not good for me. So no, I, you're hiding. No. I get it. I get it. <laughs> well, we'll see how, how it is Friday. And thanks for your insight today, as always. It was so much fun to chat with you. Okay. Thanks for having me. And uh, all those people, happy happy Thanksgiving to everybody back in Nebraska. Absolutely, Coach. You take care. Okay. Thanks so much. Okay. You're right. Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride. So, 
he uh, he laid it out pretty fierce. Still a lot of football left, but it is a pretty big three weeks to end the year for Nebraska and Coach Frost. What do you do with 2020? As bleeped up as it's been, this will be the bite of chicken wing that dripped on your white expensive shirt. That's Illinois. But can you flip it around and play good football? Greg Smith will get us a recruiting hit. Open phones coming up, 466-3776. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Good to have you back. It's Hail Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery, about 4, 540. Could do another hour. <laughs> get, uh, get your calls and, and emails, open phones. We've uh, heard from Coach McBride, Jay Moore. We say hi to Greg Smith from HailVarsity.com and Magazine, recruiting insider, Mr. Football Man. And Greg, uh, let's get into some thoughts uh, from some of the, the prized recruits. And I saw, uh, I don't have the exact tweet in front of me, but I, I scrolled through it on Saturday. Thomas Fedoni, other high-level targets for Nebraska's 2021 class. And interested in your take, how much panic was caused by Nebraska's result amongst some recruits that they probably were pretty much wowed and shocked with what they saw Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I think that the the, the result was surprising and shocking, I think, to everyone. Um, and so I, I'm sure that they were a little taken aback by what they saw. I think that Thomas Fedoni tweeting out that, I, like, I think the quote was, I don't know what to think, dot, dot, dot. Um, it's something that will always cause panic when you're borderline five-star tight end uh, commit tweet something like that out. Um, and I think Latrell Neville kind of jumped on that as well. But then shortly after that, you kind of had kind of all of them kind of circling the wagons and saying, you know, if you're not with us, you're against us, or, you know, we're in this to the end, or, you know, Padoni tweeted out the thing with uh, Illinois' uh, kind of troll tweet saying that he's been staring at it for an hour, like, and he's just pissed off about it. And so it seems like they tweeted out some things in, like, kind of just in an emotional response to the game after being shot, kind of like, you know, a lot of Husker fans did, and then kind of, you know, calmed down afterwards, like some Husker fans may or may not have at this point. Um, so, I, so I think that there's always a little bit of concern. I'm sure the staff was on the phone with those guys over the weekends. They do a lot of recruiting on Sundays. Um, but, I, but I think for right now, things, things should be called. Greg, uh, your thought with, with Saturday, let's go into the game. And, I mean, you're a, you're a Bears guy. You, you know Lovey. And he's, he stung Wisconsin a year ago. Uh, Nebraska escaped with their life a year ago. That still shouldn't matter. Nebraska just doesn't feel like or sound like you hear from the players that they had a good week of practice and the staff allowed them to not have a good week of practice. There's uh, accountability that needs to happen on both sides of it. And did you think we were past this this far into year three? Or were you like, hey, 
were you nervous, secretly nervous about Saturday? Right. So it's funny you've been. Yeah, I'm familiar with Lovey. My dad texted me during that game. You guys got got by Lovey Ball. Um, so that's just how he, his teams play, right? Forcing those turnovers. They're very high up and forcing fumbles. Um, I would say that I was, I was surprised by how Nebraska came out. And I think I wrote at least once in the lead up to that game last week that I thought Nebraska would be able to turn a corner and would be beyond kind of the we won one game and got that happy kind of mentality. Little did I know that that's exactly what was going on. And there's no parsing that considering everyone to a man got up at the podium in the post game and said that that's what happened. Um, and to your point about, you know, it happened, but the coaches also allowed it to happen. Like that can't be a thing in year three. Like it cannot be year three in the program in which Scott Frost is playing a lot of his quote unquote guys that he brought to Lincoln, or at the very least, the guys that are playing now would have probably been guys that maybe they recruited. Right. You can't still be trying to coach effort in practice. Like, that's an alarming thing right now for this program. Um, and you just have to say it plainly because that's not something that should still be going on um, to have to do that or to have to be in a situation where you're not then seeing it because Frost's first reaction after the game was that he didn't see it coming. So, that's really concerning um, that that continues to happen in year three in the program for a program that talks a lot about building the culture the right way. There's just mixed messages, Greg. There is, and it's fixable. There's a lot of season left. There's still three games. But from a interest level and a commitment standpoint, just from a fan base standpoint, I mean, Saturday may have been – the last straw what's the feedback you've seen or or heard i mean i had people saying look dude how'd the second half go i went and hung christmas lights because it was so bad and uh that's pretty striking because i'm i'm an anti-christmas light guy i've never hung them never will (laughs) it's more more laziness uh greg okay it's you can hang yours brother but i'm good (laughs) i'm forever i have not i don't hang them because my wife doesn't want me to be clark griswold out there that's right you know there's money being like there's money being put down well he's gonna (laughs) fall but how bad will it be right? (laughs) right there's greg on the roof uh, he, he can't take any more of the second half either. Uh, no, he's, he's just hanging Christmas lights, people. It's okay. <laughs> but no, man, I mean, it's just like, you know, what the hell is the best way to put it? Because your favorite, and Nebraska's had a lot of these moments, but you just thought that it was supposed to be done with these moments with Frost and company. What's going on? What is going on with, you'll see some young guys and then they'll disappear. Is Nebraska just afraid to put them in positions to fail or get a butt kicking like Illinois handed out? Or what's the deal with the rotation of players? I'm asking you because you did have guys open and you didn't have a quarterback able to get them the football. Yeah, see, and that's one of the things that has uh, – one of the many things, I guess, at this point that have been really puzzling because there is – like if I had to make you name like the – or make a, the average fan name their top three to five wide receiver rotation for Nebraska right now, it would be really hard to do given the combinations that we've seen out there. 
And kind of the frustrating thing about that even is that you've seen some of those guys go out there and play fairly well. You've at least seen them go out and get open. So you can, everyone that can now picture the, you know, play with Xavier Betts where he's running the skinny post and he's wide open um, and didn't get seen by the quarterback. Uh, Wandale had a couple up the, up the sideline um, in which he was open and didn't get seen. So you've seen different guys have that happen, but you've seen so many different guys go out there. And I think part that might actually be part of the struggles with the offense is maybe there are too many guys um, going out there that they're not settling on a rotation because they had been trying to bring those young guys along slowly because there were issues with the playbook. At this point, you've got to just pare that thing down and figure out the things that they can run so that you can just try and be efficient and effective as an offense. You've got to try something to kind of um, shake that up because what's going on right now just isn't working. Greg Smith is with us. HailVarsity.com and Magazine at GregSmithHV on Twitter. Greg, uh, with uh, Nebraska and the quarterback spot, is it best moving forward to go slash mode with Luke and let him have some snaps behind center a la the Ohio State offense? Or do you let him continue to, to work through this? Or is Adrian maybe the answer because of his history against Iowa? Where do you think Nebraska goes with quarterback? Yeah, it's a tough one because you have to be really careful with quarterback kind of flipping back and forth like this. But I think that in this case, based on what we saw, like in the video that went viral with Adrian kind of talking to the team and rallying the guys and getting them fired up and him still being a really good teammate on the sidelines and all of that, I think that lends itself to a little easier transition to go back to Adrian at this point. I think that if he was a guy, if it was coming out or you were hearing that he was pouting or sulking or like, you know, he was, he was being a bad teammate, it would be really hard to go back to him. But I think it helps him that he's been really good in the locker room. I think Nebraska is going to have to go back to him um, just because once it started to get away from Luke, he, he really looked like he was in a world of hurt out there. Um, and you've seen Adrian play well against Iowa. And maybe you, you continue to get Luke in there in a change-up role so you can continue to build his confidence back up because something was definitely wrong with what was going out there uh, last game. So I think they go back to Adrian. But we've got all week to see and kind of speculate on that one. Greg, uh, a thought here with uh, the defense and just the sledgehammer Illinois put to them. And Nebraska's defense has played well the last two weeks, well enough to win the last two weeks. Uh, Obviously not Saturday. Is that uh, kind of a blip or is that just more of an avalanche waiting? I mean, do you think think the defense is, is weary right now? Yeah, the, what, I guess what I'll, I'll be curious to see against Iowa is whether or not they come out with the same fire and intensity that they had in those first few games. Because I thought they were striking from the beginning. I don't know if you thought this from the beginning, that it didn't look like they had that same enthusiasm on defense against Illinois. And then Illinois completely took advantage of this and took advantage of that and just kind of ran all over them. If that happens again against Iowa, it will be even worse because Iowa comes in um, with a couple of really talented tailbacks and they're starting to get their run game going they've got a pretty good offense um and, and so i ho- hopefully for them it's just a blip and they could refine that but i think it's a little bit easier to see the defense refining their footing um based off of a work on execution tweaks and some and a big time effort adjustment versus what we've seen on the offense so i have a little bit more confidence at this point that the defense can go out and have a good showing against iowa on friday gotta feel it all is this thing another nail biter uh, on Friday, or is Nebraska 
going to be disinterested? Is it going to look more like, dare I say, 2016 Nebraska-Iowa, or will it look like the last two years? Man, if you made me pick right now, I would have to say it looks closer to 2016. Um, but for, that would be a really, really bad sign for the direction of the program if that's the case. Do guys worry, and i got about a minute and a half left, the recruits you've talked to, do they worry about the direction, or are they just kind of thinking about their own class and future? You know, it's, it's weird because a lot of these guys are so pumped um, to get to Nebraska. I think nine or ten of them are scheduled to early enroll yeah. um, in January. That's a high amount of this class with some other guys pending. Um, so they're very excited, but that can change in a hurry um, if you, you know, forbid you lose out or something like that. Um, so that's something to definitely monitor. But as of right now, they're very excited and ready for the direction of this program. Greg Smith with us, HailVarsity.com and Magazine. Greg, are you smoking a turkey? About 30 seconds. Uh, no, ham. I am a ham guy. Um, and I'll probably be, I think we'll probably uh, pick one up because uh, I actually can't make them. I'm afraid to make them, uh, but I'm definitely a ham over turkey guy. See, and we are, we are going, um, we're going with uh, four and a half pounds of bone-in prime rib. Oh, okay. And then five pounds of, of uh, short ribs we're smoking. So we are audibling from the turkey, turkey, turkey as well. So that's okay. okay. Call an Omaha there and, and audible. Okay, I like it. I am. I am going home now. I'm going to the in-laws, and they're doing some uh, some turkey breast that's smoke injected. So that'll be really pretty good. <laughs> nice spread going I mean, there. We, is that was it? Cake that uh, <laughs> that, that was the cake. That was the Whopper cake. So <laughs> okay, I, 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 will, I will send you pictures, man. I will send you pictures. Of, of the uh, smoke show Thursday, and we if it gets bad on Friday, we'll all jump into gummies. You have a good one, okay? <laughs> you have a good one, man. There he is. That is Greg Smith. Open phones for you. Thoughts from Frosty? Radio app. Chime in, 402-466-ESPN, or email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Just try me. Try me. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Numbers to get in, 466-377-6800-825-5865. We've touched on the quarterbacks, the defense Friday, and, of course, the Saturday performance in you know, for playing the blame game, that is a thousand percent on the coaches. The kids need to execute better and be mature enough to handle it. But you are the head coach, you are the position coaches, you're the staff. You've got to make sure they're ready to go. And if they aren't bringing it, you got to get it to them. And you've got to figure out. And it's it's brutal to say this far into year three that. You've got you to make sure your kids are accountable, and you yourself have to be accountable as the head of the program, where you can't just take the week off or have less energy, but it, it, it speaks volumes with, and this isn't anything on JoJo Doman. I like JoJo, and he's one of your leaders. He had plenty of juice on, on Saturday, but it, it's getting physical and they're gearing up because because it's Iowa well it's got to be consistent that way each week every week's got to be Iowa you just can't have 
that up and down, that that inconsistency. Here is Scott Frost from earlier, and he reiterated about the juice and energy part of things being absent Saturday. Oh, it's our job to coach it into these guys. We got a lot of guys that have that. We just, it wasn't there as a team. And it started in practice all week, I thought. And we, we got to do a better job coaching it into them. We certainly tried to coach it into them. Think a little bit, we got a young team that thought they won one game and everything was good. And the next one was going to be a, a win too. And that's not the way this game works. So uh, hopefully our young players learned a lesson and, and we won't let it happen again. So did, did you... Was that attitude coming out of you, head coach Scott Frost? Not the way he talked about Lovey, not the way he talked about Illinois. And it wasn't empty calorie compliments. But you didn't enforce that as your team. There's some things you had to learn the hard way. And, and Nebraska did, but it seems like Nebraska's had to learn the hard way when it comes to playing four quarters, playing two halves of football. Uh, not being disciplined. I mean, there are some things that are that are out of the coach's hands, but then there are some things that you directly oversee as a coach. More from Scott Frost here when it comes to self-evaluation as a coach. You know, we're always looking for ways to be a little bit better, Evan. We're certainly not going to completely change a formula that's been so successful going back a long time. But we all have to self-examine and make sure we're doing everything we can to win. We didn't do a good job getting the team mentally ready to play last week, and we didn't play well. Uh, we didn't play anywhere near as well as we could play. To win in this league, you got to play your best. You know, I, the rest of the year, I, I've been happy with our energy and effort at Ohio State. Uh, shoot, Northwestern looks like a, a playoff team right now, and we had every chance in the world in that game. And and found a way to beat Penn State, but we can't play like we did Saturday. Uh, again, credit to Illinois, but we can't play like that. And uh, wins are too hard to come by in this league to let that happen. So whatever coaches need to do to, to make sure the team's ready, we need to do it. That isn't an issue this week because it's Iowa. That isn't an issue because Minnesota looms. It shouldn't be an issue because Purdue's 2-0 and against you. But, man, it, it's, it was an issue Saturday. And it's just flat-out unacceptable. No one's perfect. Everyone takes missteps. Programs have clunkers. That that happens in college. That happens in the NFL. But this far in, when it's not like you've done anything, you haven't won a lot of football games. To be that immature and that fragile is, is a joke. Let's hear from JoJo Doman here. And with JoJo, it's interesting to hear really where guys are at. And let's look at cut 18 here. There's been a lot of chirping by some of the younger guys on social media. They think they should be in. They think they should be playing. And while I've seen young guys do some pretty spectacular things athletically, they don't have the whole thing down. So here's JoJo on some of his advice. Because these young guys, you're going you're, you're, you're gonna to count on a couple of young guys this weekend at middle linebacker. It's tough. It's not easy. But adversity, adversity sharpens men. Adversity makes men. And just because it's not going the way you envisioned it going doesn't mean that it's not for you or it's not still there for you to take. So just stick the course. Continue to... 
be hypercritical of how you can how you can get better, how you can prepare better, how you can lock in more in different ways and continue to just trust the process. Scott kind of doubles down on on the young people and their tweets and social media uh, when it comes to dealing with that. And, you know, patience is not a word you want to hear right now. You're, you're out of patience as a Nebraska fan with the results and how inconsistent this team looks. You're hoping for the best, and you can't understand why Saturdays like Saturday continue to happen. And there's just a, a lot of growth that needs to happen pretty quickly for this team. We all want to win. We just want to win. And the fact that it's Iowa this week and that we're coming off a not-so-great game, like we, it just makes it that much like the passion's going to be there, the anticipation's going to be there. It just, it does, it, it just mean, it's going to make it that much sweeter when we come out on top on, on Friday because coming off a low week and then getting a dub is, is amazing. But then versus like a rival and a hero game would mean a lot. So that's what we're striving for. That's what we're preparing ourselves for. And that's what we're hoping for. So that was JoJo Doman on, you know, what a win would mean. This is Scott Frost on uh, some of the, the frustration by young guys not seeing the field. It's a challenge. Um, I was the second-ranked quarterback in the country, I think, coming out of high school. I didn't play until my fourth year of college. Things worked out great for me. Freshman years are hard because you're used to being the, the star of the show in high school, and you come, and uh, very few freshmen are capable and able to start their freshman year. This year has been even tougher. There's no fans in the stands. They don't get to see what Memorial Stadium looks like. You know, we're going to be done with school and still have a few weeks of season left here. There's been probably even more challenging before, but at the end of the day, a lot of kids need to learn to be patient, and if, if they persevere, things are going to work out better for them. Not everything happens easy or right away or when you want it to. Kind of like the progress we're making as a team, but hasn't quite gotten there yet. We try to teach those lessons to those kids every day. At the end of the day, some of them will learn them, some won't, and won't, won't stick around here or somewhere else they go. But uh, that's the challenge facing a lot of them. So that is Scott Frost. You know, Nebraska needs to figure out a way, and you can't just poof, magically do it unless you emphasize it and and become it. But can you turn yourself into a downhill-running physical football team? Nebraska matched the physicality of their previous opponents, had zero interest in matching Illinois' physicality. Illinois beat the hell out of them. Again. Again. And can you become a a power football team? And the answer is no right now because you're just not getting that from your offensive line. Everyone's got 400 people in the box as it is because they don't respect your passing game. We'll wind down on Monday at Tail Varsity. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for your time. Thanks for calling in today. Didn't uh, get to all of you. You were on hold and is what it is. We'll have plenty of time this week to get it fired up. Email Chris at HaleVarsity.com. We'll dive into a little bit uh, more detail tomorrow with some of Nebraska's biggest issues uh, with football and it can be fixed and corrected, but doesn't feel very likely that things will be better Friday against Iowa. They're 12-and-a-half-point favorites. Can't thank Willie J enough for jumping in. 
and hanging out today. Tomorrow, former Nebraska assistant, former Iowa assistant Rick Kaczynski. Kaz going to be with us on the show. Check in with Mitch Sherman. And uh, don't miss Coach McBride. He was fantastic today, as always. And uh, great to hear from Jay Moore and Greg Smith. A reminder about moving 2020, maybe the year you move. Maybe you're thinking about that new home in 2021. West Blue Realty is where you need to go. And they specialize in residential home sales in Lincoln and surrounding communities. When you mention Hale Varsity, West Blue will provide you up to $1,000 on the closing of your next home purchase. Tom Luby can make it happen for you at 402-540-3768. Kelly Hofschneider, 402-202-2312. Kelly's awesome. Kelly can also make plays in the open field uh, and behind the line. Uh, when it comes to West Blue Realty, westbluerealty.com is where you log on. Go visit the folks today. Uh, Tom and Kelly at 1120 K Street, Suite 200. A lot of good things this weekend. This is the best thing I saw and heard, even after a loss for Indiana. Tom Allen, I jokingly call him your uh, junior high PE teacher. But, man, he was pretty cool, even after a tough one where Indiana was down 28-7. to They had a chance to tie that thing up against Ohio State. I want you to listen to me carefully. Eyes on me. We ain't feeling sorry for ourselves. We didn't play our best football. You know it and I know it. But you didn't quit. You didn't quit. You fought them. You got character. You got something to you. There's a lot of football to be played. A lot of football to be played. You understand me? Yes, sir. We ain't coming to be close. And I'm ticked off by the result. But I'm proud of you guys. Because you fought. And you fought, and you fought. You stay together. You understand me? Yes, sir. You stay together. This team is special. There's special things ahead of you. You understand me? Yes, sir. Special things ahead of you. That's the truth. So you stay together. I love this football team, man. You got no idea. The good and the bad. That is money. That is absolute money. All that was missing were the socks pulled up to his knees, bike shorts, and a whistle around his neck. And that D plus you got in driver's ed. Coach Allen, brother, Kent emails in. Yes, ditch the Ducky, Chippy, Kelly, Mickey Mouse magic show offense. Power football. And uh, Ken also asks if it was Mr. Har from Irving in seventh grade. I don't know. Could have been. Did Nebraska get that type of emotional response? Kick in the butt, tough love, also hug. Because there's both right there. Did they get that from any of their coaches? There was no, it's okay, I hope, today or Sunday. Saturday wasn't okay. Thanks for tuning in. Back at you tomorrow with Hale Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery.